on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Jester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty, this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage in the mountain ridge for the kayaks, you know, <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> In your car, and you're listening to one radio station. You what need you're radio doing station. You're filtering all, all the others. They are they are tweeting in on all frequencies, and you keep them. So just listen to to one specific six. Saturday, Saturday to two. And you leave the sound quality quality good, and you understand understanding that's playing playing. However, however, if your radio video is not fine too, too, you might need two or two or three or more stage stations at the same time. time. Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF.
San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! It's Friday, y'all. This is Global Val on Women's Magazine Mutiny Radio coming to you live from the Mission District. It is Friday, May 24th, 2019. I think we should start this Friday with some funk. This is called the anti-fascist funk. What the enemy, they cannot see, cannot see our unity. Worldwide, worldwide, we're on your side. The enemy is greed. Love- 
Great recipe, love and funk. That's some music from our friends at the Troublemakers Union off of their album called Fight Back. That is their track, the anti-fascist funk. You know, the word uh, fascism is being thrown around a lot more these days, um, hearkening back to when we think of like the 1930s and early 40s of World War II, uh, both in Germany and in Italy at the time, and also, of course, in Spain uh, under Franco. And I think that, you know, as Americans, sometimes we lose track of history that could be anybody's fault, you know, including an underfunded public education system, or perhaps just so many distractions that history takes a backseat. Um, but I know there's a lot of amazing history teachers out there who are trying their hardest to bring history to life. Um, we're here, I'm here at Women's Magazine bringing her story to life, and uh, we want to shed light in these dark places. So um, that was the anti-fascist funk. Uh, so I, I want to give you a little perspective on on uh, fascism. Um, I'm, I'm going to read to you uh, a sign that's actually up in the National Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C. Um, I visited there several years ago, um, and they have a, a whole wing of, it's a very large uh, museum, um, very powerful uh, in, in so many ways. Um, but they have a whole they have a whole exhibit about propaganda, and of course, me being a uh, radio hostess, um, I uh, take note because I, I I kind of pride myself on reading between the lines and calling bullshit on a lot of things that are being forced down our throats. And so um, there's a sign there at the at the Holocaust Museum um, that talks about the, the early warning signs of fascism. And let me read to you uh, some of these bullet points, and I'll let you decide if they sound familiar or not. Early warning signs of fascism. Powerful and continuing nationalism. Right, meaning thinking that nations are more important than other nations. Uh, next one, disdain for human rights, as we see, and as we're going to talk about today, uh, denying uh, the human rights of people around the world, um, notably of women. We've seen this very weak here in this good old U.S. of A. Uh, okay. And not to mention the um, the denial of uh, health care to a lot of LGBTQ people in our community. Um, so, and basically just denying health care to everyone, which is a you know basically it's a human right, uh, you know the right to live. And uh, you know, so okay, I'm obviously ad libbing some, making some side notes on these bullet points. Next bullet point: early warning signs of fascism, identification of enemy as of enemies as a unifying cause. And I see that we see that being played out uh, as as the administration and the Republican Party scapegoat immigrants, um, most notably immigrants coming across our southern border, 
saying that they are an enemy. Um, but in fact, we know that the people coming across that border are contributing a lot to our society. They've also been taking jobs that a lot of other, you know, Americans wouldn't take themselves um, and uh, pay a lot of taxes that they never get back. Um, so, yeah, identification of enemies is a unifying cause. Another early warning sign of fascism, supremacy of the military. Well, we've been seeing that for quite some time. You know, it's been uh, 18 years since the Patriot Act went into play. You know, that was like a thousand page document that was ready to roll right after 9-11. Um, and so uh, that has stripped away many of our civil rights and rights to privacy and uh, how, you know, the the tone that came during that time was how dare you speak out against the military? Wouldn't you want to support our troops? And I think that the unheard or unrecognized uh, voice in the country at that time and continues to be is that the reason why people like me and, and other folks are for peace and against war is because we don't want our military to have to go and fight wars um, unnecessarily, lose their lives, kill other people, and suffer the trauma that, that, that all of that brings. Um, so, um, yeah. Another early warning sign of fascism. Here we go. Ready? Rampant sexism. Ooh, oh, I <laughs> got Roman here. That was a signature Roman sigh. Uh. <laughs> and we're certainly going to be talking today on Women's Magazine about some of the legislation that has been passed in various states across our country this week. Um, you know, denying women the right to determine what happens with their own bodies. Not to mention the fact that we have a complete sleaze in the White House. Next one. Oh, yeah, this is one of my favorites. Early warning signs of fascism, controlled massed media. That's propaganda I was talking about earlier. Next one, obsession with national security. Again, Homeland, the Department of Homeland Security was created in the wake of 9-11 um, and Ever since then, it's been, you know, operating to, to uh, you know, try to replace uh, security with freedom. Next early warning sign of fascism, religion and government intertwined. As we've seen in some of the anti-abortion legislation passed and signed this past week and a half, um, we see that the religious beliefs uh, of those who have found themselves their way into government are now imposing their religious beliefs onto others in a otherwise secular society. So there we go. Next one. Oh, yes. This is a big one, folks. I think we can all see this one pretty clearly. Early warning signs of fascism. Corporate power protected. Do we need to speak to the Citizens United giving corporations corporate personhood, First Amendment rights of speech, uh, and then, you know, calling that an, an, an opportunity for them to give money carte blanche um, to political candidates um, to, who will then do their bidding. And also, let's, let's keep in mind the fact that um, a lot of corporate lobbyists are the ones who are writing the bills that are proposed in our legislator in, in our legislation. Um, and the, they just find a, Oh, a very willing uh, member of Congress to um, support and, and propose and sponsor that bill and, and put that forward. And then you read it and you're like, wow, that's like terms and conditions folks for this to benefit these corporations. All right. And with the huge tax cuts, corporate tax cuts last year, um, and the fact that the whole oil and gas industry is basically a corporate, a receiving corporate welfare and don't pay taxes. So um, another early warning sign of fascism, labor power is suppressed. We've been seeing that time and again across this country um, for many, many years now, um, where unions are, have been demonized, uh, you know, for, uh, trying to represent their workers. Um, I watched a video recently that, uh, Walmart had created, and I don't know when they had created it, but it's kind of floating around there out in the internet world. Um, 
and it's it's like a it's a training video for new Walmart employees um, where you know it starts pretty simple you know like oh welcome to our friendly place to work blah 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 you know a lot of people then they go into this like dark side they're like a lot of people are going to try to tell you that you need to join a union but why would you join a union when you have so many opportunities to advance in our con- company um, so that's part of the propaganda too it's corporate propaganda All right. And here we go. Next one. (laughs) Another early warning sign of fascism is disdain for intellectuals and the arts. (sighs) I'm going to let Roman style sit on that one. Here we are at Mutiny Radio. I want to celebrate the fact that we're here at Mutiny Radio in the Mission District, streaming around the planet on the internet, mutinyradio.fm. I'm Global Val, so you're listening to Women's Magazine. Uh, I've been gone most of this month of May, and uh, I'm really happy to be here today. I'm feeling energized. Uh, maybe that's a little bit of uh, from the, the uh, you know, anger fueled from <laughs> from some of the the world events uh, happening in the past week or so um but hey here we are and and we're a bastion of free speech and we're here for the artists we're here for the intellectuals um we're here for those who know that there's information outside of the control corporate controlled mass media we're here for those who are stand up against sexism we're here for those who want to protect human rights and advance them uh we're here for those who try to advocate for peace and um and uh yeah and and some unity around the world. So thank you for listening to Mutiny Radio. Uh, the word is good here, but I'll keep going. There's only a couple more, um, a couple more, and I think they'll be good to, to get to here. Uh, early warning signs of fascism. Obsession with crime and punishment. Whew. I mean, we see the uh, mass incarceration across this country. We have the most people incarcerated per capita of any country in the world. Um, a growing number of incarcerated women uh, over the past few years. We've seen that increase. Uh, we see that there is a justice department ha- that wants to continue to criminalize marijuana and nonviolent crimes and things like that. Um, and uh, and also we see a disproportionate number of black and brown people who are incarcerated um, at a much higher rate than than non black or brown people across this country. Um, we don't have a fair justice system, and a lot of the not only uh, in a criminal sense, but also the private prison industry that not only houses U.S. prisoners, but also receive money from our government to house and detain immigrants who are coming into this country seeking refuge, seeking asylum, people who have committed no crime, essentially, um, or they say, oh, well, you didn't come in at the right port of entry. And so people are being separated. There are camps of people across this country being housed in private prisons that are subsidized by the U.S. government. Um, And the fact that if you watch the evening news, which I try to avoid because I find it to be, you know, very, very slanted, um, I notice when, when I'm around it, I notice that there's very different ways that they talk about uh, crime, particularly violent crime. For instance, um, if there is an officer who is shot or attacked or dies uh, on the job, it's always this really like serious tone melodramatic, uh, you know, little news story about how this officer was giving his or her life and, and the the family and the community is so distraught. They don't do that for people that the police shoot on the news. They will tell straight up, tell you that the police had to use uh, lethal force in this case. And this person died 
and 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 they don't you know they're not going to that person's funeral on the news uh they're not trying to tell the story of this person um who was a victim of violence at the hands of the police so um is this country obsessed with crime and punishment? Yes. Um, you can also watch it on primetime television. Look at all of the ho- horrible shows that are on TV. I, I, you can't watch TV without seeing either a show or a commercial where someone is pointing a gun in your face if you're looking at the screen. There is so much violence that is portrayed and depicted uh, in TV, in video games. And, you know, of course, there's a whole debate about, you know, well, what's, you know, where, where can we split the line between imagination and reality, right? But the reality is that these messages and and, and these reactions that we're being conditioned to um, have horrendous detrimental um, consequences. And, um, I mean, I, I you can get traumatized from watching a television show because there's so much violence. Like, it's it's really disgusting. So, is our society obsessed with crime and punishment? I say yes. Two more early warning signs of fascism. This one I'm going to let stand because I'm just going to say, think about the president here. This one is rampant cronyism and corruption. Enough said. Last one, fraudulent elections. There was, uh, you know, our electronic voting systems, the software is owned by private companies. These are not public uh, open uh, source software programs. Um, Here in San Francisco and in California, there's a a lot of advocacy around trying to create um, open source software for elections, um, which would allow for much more accountability and oversight of the results that we get from electronically voting. Um, but there was a, a, a recent little challenge. Um, they did this in Florida, um, where I think it was like a 10 or 11 year old kid within like 10 minutes was able to like hack the electronic voting system. <laughs> oh, I got Roman to laugh. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a high order for the day because I know he had a really intense show today on the weekly review. Um, so, yeah, uh, these these electronic voting systems are privately owned. Like, you, you know, you or I couldn't, you know, uh, kind of audit the results of, of, of electronic voting results. So, um I, I'm really sorry to break it to you folks, but the early signs of, of fascism, well, we've been looking at them for a, quite some time. The good news is that we can look at them and we still have freedom of speech and we still have the ability to critically think and we still have each other. And so uh, moving forward through our um, this very messy maze that uh, a lot of the powers that be want to throw up uh, in front of us, well... I see a way around it. We're the troublemakers. Help us save the world. And thanks again to uh, the Troublemakers Union for writing that song, The Anti-Fascist Funk. I'm going to play a little more music from them. I'm going to come back. We'll get into some more things here on Women's Magazine. But I want to thank you for being a part of today's show and for doing what you do, whatever it may be, big or small, to help each other along. Oh. 
that sad second day of February 2003. How sad the day we viewed his body laid before us in a coffee brown suit with a tan shirt and tie. Sukara, his face reflected a peaceful smile. Meanwhile, I put a tiny coin, emblem of its impact on my life, in his hands under a big black crucifix. Mango, como te quise, te quiero. Por ser inspiración mayor y amigo sincero. The Woodlawn Caballero Cemetery in the southwest part of Miami was a scene where over 150 of his family, friends, rumberos, and the media converged for the final despedida. Where rumberos like Julio Chino Agosto, Daniel Ponce, and others played the farewell rumba while we El Matador to the Keystone Corner to New York's Village Gate Brother Mongo, genuine Mongo whose beat spoke of Africa who woke us up to our Latin soul Though physically gone has left a number in the hearts and minds of those who rever his legacy and play his beat on and on listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, thanks for bearing with me as I ran through the early si- warning signs of fascism. You know, we ended up on the last one, which was fraudulent elections. So, um, uh, we're ta- just well, let's shift that. We'll just talk about elections, right? So, when we elect the president, um, you know, everybody votes. Well, everybody should vote. Everybody who votes um, cast their vote uh, within their state. And then depending on who wins the majority in that state, uh, all of these electors, members of the electoral college, many of whom are, I mean, they're, they're appointed people. um, They then cast the official vote for the president. So um, it's all based on population. So California has, I believe, 55 electors. Um, I, I Don't quote me on that number. But um, because we have such a large population, we have more electoral votes than, say, New Mexico um, because of the size of the population, right? So um, when we're voting for president, as we saw in the last election and um, as we saw back in uh, 2000, um, the popular vote, you know, like in the last time, there were actually more votes cast for Hillary Clinton than for Donald Trump. However, because of the states that they were cast in, the electoral votes went in favor of you know who. Um, and so it allows for a candidate who does not win the popular vote to win the office of the presidency because they've won the, the uh, a number of Um, electoral votes required to push them over the line, which I believe is 270. Um, So there's an interesting compact that uh, many states are now um, forming and they're passing legislation within uh, individual state legislatures um, pledging to cast all of their electoral votes to the winner of the popular vote. Um, Now, Many states have already um, come come into this compact. I believe there's about 15 states. New Mexico just joined the other day. Nevada's on its way to do it as well. Um, and so, so far, the number of electoral votes that these this compact of states represents is 189. And so, at this point, um, no, nothing 
happens at this point, but as soon as enough states join so that the compact represents at least 270 votes, electoral votes, which is the number that you need to cross in order to win the office of the presidency. Um, if, if enough states join to make that number 270, then the compact will go into effect. And so the winner of the popular vote, um, is, is what these states would pledge to cast all of their electoral votes for. Because we haven't been able to dismantle the Electoral College yet, but um, this is a workaround in order to try to ensure that the person who wins the popular vote should actually become the president. And so states across the country are doing this. Um, so there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Remember, of course, we've seen and we've tried uh, to change things, and some things change bit by bit. So this is this is one of those bit by bit changes that could actually really uh, have uh, an impact in, tw in the 2020 elections. It's kind of a snowball right now. It's gaining momentum across the country. So if you have any, um, you know, say in it, if you want to contact your state legislators, um, your local legislators and support joining the compact um, the, to, to uh, the electoral vote compact, um, please do that, you know, speak up because a lot of the reason why we're in the mess we're in right now is because the electoral college has not been changed uh, in, you know, since the founding of the country, um, back when it was just white men who were voting, uh, they voted, they cast votes on behalf of their own territories as rep, you know, as these representatives. And, um, obviously we're in a country that has evolved. Um, we, you know, democracy, demo, crossy, it's, it's people power. Um, so that's what it means. So it's like, everybody should have uh, the right to vote, but also everybody's vote should count. So we're at a point in our um, national history and the crisis of elections um, where we really need to evaluate what voting actually means and the weight that it can carry. So um, get your state on board for this electoral vote compact. Um, like I said, they're, they're, the 15 states who are in it right now, we're up to 189 votes uh, with many more states who are interested. So definitely contact your state legislators, let them know that you're interested in making your state one that vows to play that will pledge their electoral votes for the popular candidate as opposed to, you know, the, the old fashioned system. Yeah. And, and another thing I just have to say, make sure that you vote and make sure that the people in your lives are registered to vote. Um, one of the reasons why we're in this mess right now is because the people did not vote. Um, it, I know it's easy to get turned off and not really feel like you want to get behind one candidate or the other, but honestly, you have to get involved and you have to at least look at your local elections because that's really where you can make a lot of impact. I know national elections seem like big and distant, but really, um, if you don't vote, you, you, you have no say. Um, and so even if you're in a state where you're like, everybody's going to vote f this way or one way, and I want to vote the other way. So my vote doesn't even matter. It doesn't, that doesn't matter. Like you should still cast your vote because I guarantee there's other people who also think, uh, similarly to you. And if you reach out and you talk to more folks, I'm sure that you will find them as well. Okay. <sighs> Let's take, let's take a breath here. <sighs> Getting all worked up. I only had one cup of coffee today, but it's been quite the week. So let's, let's get into um, why it matters to vote again. Because uh, if you are willing to sit back and not do anything, you might end up with a state legislature like the one in Alabama, um, which will pass bills uh, to ban abortion in every stage of pregnancy uh, with no exception for rape, no exception for incest, um, and want to incarcerate doctors who perform these legal constitutionally protected medical procedures. So yeah, the state of Alabama, hey, good job guys. 
um, 25 white men voting to legislate women's bodies, passing this bill, uh, allowing abortion. It's the most, it's the most extreme abortion bill we've seen, um, put forward, uh, you know, making only exceptions if the mother's life is threatened, but not allowing mental health to come into play um, to to determine whether or not a woman is, uh, you know, if her life is threatened. Um, so it, it's really the farthest um, bill we've seen um, pass uh, a state house and then also get signed by the governor. However. Um, this, this law has not gone into effect. Um, it'll take about six months before anything changes. Um, so if you're in Alabama, uh, know that uh, you still have legal access to abortions. Uh, your doctor will not be incarcerated for 99 years. Um, and um, these are things that are going to go through the courts. You know, the ACLU is... is uh, suing Planned Parenthood is suing. Um, and this, the scary thing is that it's not just, it's not just Alabama, right? Um, we have very recently seen, uh, bills put forward, uh, in various States, Ohio, Georgia, um, Texas. Let me, let me can, let me consult my list here because uh, I don't want to misspeak. Let's see. Uh, Missouri. Okay. Yeah, so in, in, in Missouri, Mississippi, and Georgia, they're pursuing the, the heartbeat bill, um, which is basically saying, oh, well, we would ban abortion anytime after there's a heartbeat present, which usually shows up at about six weeks of pregnancy, which is often when many women don't even know that they're pregnant yet. Uh, this is crazy. Um, yeah, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, Ohio uh, tried to pass a heartbeat bill. Uh, Missouri, uh, the governor is expected to sign a bill that would ban abortion after eight weeks of pregnancy. Gee, thanks, guys. Um, and then doctors who perform abortions, later abortions, would face five to 15 years in prison. Um, it, it's crazy. Uh, you know, I think that in this country, we have a lot of uh, wounds to heal. And there definitely is an affront on women um, women's rights, uh, women's voices. Um, and there has been for quite some time, but I, I, I kind of feel like, you know, a lot of this is a big distraction, you know, they just want to keep suppressing people's rights so that, uh, they can do a lot of backdoor deals and, and strip elect, you know, environmental, uh, regulations and, and, and give corporations more money. It's crazy that the, like, the level of corruption in this country and the level of disregard for human life and human rights. Um, but I, I really think it's going to backfire because this, this is an issue in the 21st century that people are not going to sit down and just take. Um, but it really is disheartening because you look around the world and even in places like Ireland, where it's a predominantly Catholic country and in, has legally um, not been uh, abortion has not legally been available there for a long, long time. They have recently come out and 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 made abortion legal. Um, a couple years ago in Poland, there was uh, they tried to ban abortion and there was a general strike and hundreds, thousands of people took to the streets um, to stand up against an abortion ban. So we're not alone here in the world, but we are in an isolated bubble of the United States. And I think that it's really important for us to look outside of our country and to see that the rest of the world is moving forward in terms of healthcare um, and in many cases supporting women's rights, trans rights, gay rights 
rights, all, you know, just human rights in general. Um, there is a lot of good that's being put forward. We just don't really see a lot of it happening here. Um, again, that kind of goes back to our mass media that tends to, you know, gloss over or to completely ignore people's, you know, movements and, and the sorts of uh, systemic changes that kind of come in creeping in um, to try to shift laws and shift perspectives. So um, don't despair because I think a lot of these laws are going to fail once they hit the courts. Um, unfortunately, one of the reasons why these laws are being put forward right now is to try to push it to the Supreme Court to try to overturn the decision of Roe versus Wade, which guaranteed a woman's right to uh, an abortion. Um, and, uh, you know, there are other ways to protect that right and to protect that, that health care option, um, regardless of, of what happens in the court uh, at that particular level. Um, but I, I, I do think that a lot of this is going to fall on its face um, uh, when it stands up to the constitutional decision. So uh, this is a big distraction. It is a way to get people riled up. And I hope that you don't just get angry, but that you also get even. And <laughs> you stand up and you say something and you write a letter and you make a YouTube video and you send that shit around and you tell your friends how they can contact um, their state legislators or you organize a rally or you organize a letter writing campaign um, activate. Don't just sit back and accept this as something that is just going to, you know, plow over you. I know it is uh, a hard uh, pill to swallow. Um, but I, I know we have the strength to stand up against it. So I wrote a poem this week. We're coming towards the end of the show. So I'm going to go poetry here. But um, I, I wrote a poem this week, I was able to perform it at the word party which I love to promote the word party every third Tuesday at piano fight. We have an amazing jazz band that will play, uh, and improvise really. Um, but they know what they're doing, uh, behind the, the poets who sign up. So it's an open mic for poetry, but the musicians are amazing. And, uh, thanks to Jennifer Barone, Ingrid Keir and Daniel Hefez and Jordi Vanderbosch, uh, for their dedication to doing that every third Tuesday at the, piano fight on Taylor Street, seven o'clock, sign up. So I wrote a poem for them this week and performed it on Tuesday. So here we go. My body, my temple, my body, my temple, my body, my temple. When a state states that a church prays and pays to regulate my most holy gate, where is my religious freedom? When non-scientists state that I shouldn't wait to accept my fate, they don't know if I'm regularly late, don't, get, don't care if I get drugged on a date, where is my religious freedom? When a little girl gets home after school and someone there wants to treat her cruel, is she to suffer from her own damnation? No, she has to suffer because this damnation won't respect her privacy, won't respect her body, her temple. Where is her religious freedom? If I choose to expel an accidental dweller, decide not to take that long ride of devotion, feel called to another vocation, or goddess forbid the spirit escapes before I can carry it across the ocean? Where is my religious freedom? My body? My temple? I shouldn't need a metaphor to fight a claim of righteousness. I don't need to make up science to defend against faith. My body, my temple means I am not subject to your dictate. My healers thou shalt not incarcerate, because this is a model of consent. Consent that those abusers never meant to let fly, but I will not be silenced. My witchcraft will trump their call for penitence, and I will not fall upon my knees before their spiteful God. Oh no. My body. My temple. My body. My temple. My body. My temple.
For joining me for the love as we get through the funk. Thank you, Troublemakers Union, for your anti-fascist funk. Thanks to you out there for listening to Women's Magazine here today on MutinyRadio.fm. I am Global Val. I'm really happy you've joined me today, or whenever you may be listening to this, maybe even in the future. Um, I do want to let you know it's Friday the 24th of May 2019, and so I wanted to give you a couple little heads up of events happening this weekend. Uh, It's the 41st Annual Carnival here in San Francisco, all day Saturday and Sunday. It's free, so there's a street fair between uh, on Harrison Street between 16th and 20th. 24th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um, Saturday and Sunday. And also Sunday is the big parade, um, which goes um, goes down 24th Street from Bryant to Mission. And then it turns right and it goes up Mission Street to 16th. And then it hooks right again. So it's a big old parade. Um, and there's going to be lots of uh, arts and crafts and music and community. And the theme this year for Carnival is La Catoula. La Cultura Cura, which means culture heals. Um, So 
Carnival San Francisco's largest multicultural celebration on the West Coast. Um, so let's get together, folks, and have a good time and celebrate uh, the in the mission. Um, also tomorrow afternoon, if you're on this side of town as well, um, the new farm band is having a free barbecue jam and potluck over at Bay Natives Nursery. That's at 10 Cargo Way. So if you go out to like, I, if you go out, um, Cesar Chavez all the way to third street and hook a right. And then cargo is like one of your first lefts over there. Um, and, uh, the Bay Natives Nursery is out there. Um, and, yeah, the new farm uh, center for ecological sustainability. So there'll be some music, uh, some kids' activities. Um, everyone's welcome. You can go visit the goats, visit the chickens, uh, check out some of the native plants, um, maybe even learn about volunteering. So that's also happening tomorrow on Saturday, the 25th. Um, also, if you're feeling really funky and you want to go out on the East Bay Saturday night, um, our friend uh, Jordy Vanderbosch, who is the drummer for the Word Party Band, um, he is actually the lead architect and designer of this year's Burning Man Temple. And so there's going to be a fundraiser and art auction for the 2019 Black Rock City Temple designed by Jordy Vanderbosch. Uh, there's a party in Oakland um, on Petrero Avenue and Alameda Street. Oh, I'm sorry. Not in Oakland. Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> in San Francisco um, on Petrero and Alameda. Uh, the tickets are 40 to 60 bucks. You can get them on Eventbrite. Um, but it is an intimate booty shaking party. Uh, in a really lovely private space uh, with lots of art and uh, music and uh, beloved DJs and such, uh, two dance floors. So if you feel like getting funky, um, go out and support the temple uh, for Black Rock City. And um, yeah, uh, that's all I've got right now. So I'm going to let you go. Um, we're going to be coming up next with the Common Thread Collective in just about five minutes. Um, so thank you again for tuning in to women's magazine today. And I always want to make sure to let you know that you should definitely tune in to my colleagues over at KPFA 94.1, the original women's magazine, which airs every Monday afternoon from one to 2 PM on KPFA 94.1 or KPFA.org. And you can also get their podcasts online as well. So I'll leave you with a little poem and then I'll be gone for a few minutes at least until the next show begins. Cause that's how I roll. Life begins now, and now, and now again, newness trickles in like light through the panes, a prism of possibility coloring the spinning moments, flashing facets, always a difference, but never an absence. This is the essence of magic. I'm Global Val. Thanks for joining me today on Women's Magazine. And remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, like I'm going to change the world by speaking up and getting together and saying, I'm not going to take this anymore. Well, remember, inspiration is contagious. Peace and thank you.